Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James, and in today's episode... We're going to finish our conversation with Mark Wooden, where he shares with us how he went from casual to competitive play and some tips he learned along the way. We hope you enjoy the conversation as much as we did. All right. So I think we've really covered the news pretty well. So let's get back to the main purpose of today's podcast, which is to talk to Mark. And we've kind of gotten a taste of your background and your history but we want to talk about a few things today we want to take a look at how you went from casual to competitive because I'm sure there was a point there where you did then we want to take a look at your history as a competitive player Uh, I know kaijudo plays a big part in that and currently one piece is which I know you want to talk a bit about we'll also talk about your experience with Steve Warner and Ryan Miller the two creators of Lorcana and they also uh, developed kaijudo so you've already shared a story with us and maybe you don't have any more but we'll talk about that too and then we'll get your thoughts on the future of Lorcana, which again we've kind of talked about but we'll just put a bow on it at the end so sure. first question here we talked about organized play last week on a local level you know your weekly tournaments because that's all the experience that i have but we wanted to talk about organized play at a higher level so Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience as a competitive uh, TCG player. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I pretty much started probably like a lot of other people did, you know, like I honestly, no, I, I started with, um, there was these like these things from Panini. Uh, they were like these, these books with these stickers and uh, you know, you basically just like buy these booster packs of these stickers and put them in these books. So I had like Darkwing Duck and like these video game magazines and whatever. And uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. And I think that started, you know, where it fueled my interest in collecting. Um, you know, eventually that that ranged uh, once I got to uh, looking into playing like Pokemon and all this other stuff. Um, I really didn't get into sort of the the competitive nature of things. Um, until I started getting into Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, which I played basically from launch. Um, so like, what was that, like 2002 or something around that range, 2001, 2002. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I basically played it all the way through till I probably ended <laughs> my, my Yu-Gi-Oh uh, like in-person plays around like 2012 or so. Um, but like, uh, so in, in terms of, you know, getting into more like the, the competitive play of things. You know, I think that's what really got me started there. Um, you know, there was uh, like this one moment, like I, I started out, there was like a tournament where, you know, we did some things with like local friends and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I ended up, I 
I, I'm trying to remember if I won or not. <laughs> it was either I won or I lost to some ridiculous combo. Uh, but I remember afterwards too, I was just like walking around with one of my friends and uh, you know, I like found like a, a random card on the floor. I was like, this is like the video games. <laughs> I picked it up. It was like an ultra rare card. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Um, and anyway, so from there, I just, you know, I really got into it. I enjoyed, I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, enjoy winning. Um, I understand we, we can't always win, uh, but it's fun, you know. Um, and I know I'm jumping around here because I'm going to go on a whole nother tangent here. No, um, this is an introduction to you. So share yeah, what you yeah, want. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, I essentially, from that point, um, what was that? so I went to a tournament uh, that was like out of state. Uh, and by out of state, it was like just across the border. I, I grew up around uh, you know, like Northern Pennsylvania, for those of you who don't know. Um, so I went to some place in Jamestown called, I'll, I'll plug them a little bit. I, I don't even know if they're still around, uh, a place called Chautauqua Comics. And uh, it was my first like big like tournament. Um, and by big, I'm talking like, oh, it had like, you know, 12 people or something. I, I don't know, 12, 15 people. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And um, I ended up making it to the finals and I, like <laughs> all of my friends that went didn't make it. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, at the time this is, you know, whatever. Um, but like we had a, a Yu-Gi-Oh moment where like people were like, oh yeah, like they're like, use my card and like <laughs> put it in your deck. I'm like, obviously that's not legal. Um, but again, there wasn't like any like enforcement at the time, but I'm like, and I, so I ended up playing against some guy that, uh, was using Exodia, which is basically like an auto win deck if you pull all the cards. Um, and it, it was so fun. It, it was a great time. And I, I think he did beat me with Exodia at one point, but I ended up like winning the match. So like from that point, I was like, you know, I got a taste of it. Uh, it was fun. It was exciting. Um, and then from there, I just kind of launched me, you know? Um, I, um, you know, since then, I, I mean, like I said, I played in Yu-Gi-Oh! I've uh, qualified for nationals uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh! at least, what, at least five times, six times me, I don't know, off the top of my head. Um, probably my biggest achievement, though, uh, you know, with, with Yu-Gi-Oh! was, uh, there was like a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! championship tournament series, uh, they called them YCSs back in the day, well, they were SJCs first. <laughs> but uh, they had YCSs and um, I did really well. Uh, and I always made it a point in every game that I play and continue to play uh, that I use my own unique decks. Um, I don't net deck. That is very strongly one of the things that you will not see me do. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I like to be original. I go against the grain. I'm the, the dark horse, the underdog, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and I pride myself in that because I, I want to be different. You know, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, people play Hearthstone like me go face. No, I, <laughs> I want to, I want to figure things out. I want to, you know, have that. But um, anyway, so I, I played at this event and uh, I, I did really well. Um, eventually got to the point where I was in the last pairing and I played against the guy and I beat the guy. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to drop. And I'm just like, I'm like, no, don't do it. Um, and, and due to that reason, I got my tiebreakers a little worse. And I was like, oh, it was, it was rough. Um, so I ended up getting 34th 
uh, and the cutoff for top for day two was 32. Mm. Um, keep in mind, this is out of over 1,100 players. Um, wow. So <laughs> that's impressive. That, was, that is that was a big deal for me. Um, you know, and I was just I was so disheartened by it, honestly, though, because you know I just spent all this like maybe not literal blood, but like, you know, blood, sweat and tears here. Um, trying to go through this day because it was such a long day. Yeah, know? tournaments are are long. Yeah, and that's that's definitely one thing you want to be ready for. You want to be prepared for, um, you know, uh, I know people, you know, <laughs> the fact that I have this is amazing. Um, the people can't see it, but I'm holding a can of beefaroni, people. Um, <laughs> Um, be prepared, you know, like Scar said, and, uh, you know, just make it a point because you want to make sure you're hydrated. You want to make sure that you're eating and all this other stuff. Um, otherwise it's going to affect you, you know, physically, psychologically, all of those stuff. Um, but anyways, so I, I digress. I, the, the thing that was upsetting about the whole process was for me in that situation, I didn't get any prizing, uh, you know, even though I got 34th place. Um, and all that time, everything, it was like, oh, I didn't get anything, but oh man. Um, and I mean, I ended up playing it like some other nationals things with it. Eventually I moved on, um, to other games and I checked out force of will, uh, which is a ton. It's actually still going right now. Um, a lot of people think it's dead. It's not. Um, I have a, you know, a few friends that are big into the content creating for that. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, they they went through sort of like a, a rebranding phase, and uh, you know some people didn't like the style changes and um, you know things like that. Um, then I moved on to uh, a few other games here and there. I I, I played obviously you know Kaijudo. Uh, prior to that was you know Duel Masters. I didn't really get into that. Um, I, I bought some stuff when it first came out, um, but you know didn't get into the competitive scene with that. Um, although I'd got to have some fun with uh, some of the players, you know, like in the future in Kaijudo that, you know, were like well-known players. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, so then I, you know, I played all these other games, you know, like uh, Argent Saga uh, was a game that was created by a game company, uh, you know, which is kind of neat. You know, they, uh, ARG or Alter Reality Games, they used to do a, uh, um, you know, like all these tournaments and stuff like that. So basically, all the events that you would see going on for Dragon Ball Super, One Piece, things like that, um, they would be done by ARG if they were still doing that today. Um, so like, you know, I actually, for a while, um, I actually used to do some articles for ARG and, and work for them. Um, and I completely forgot about it. I need to put this on my resume here. Um, I, I did cards, I did like a card of the day uh, article on pojo.com. Um, sadly, I think they just nixed all of those. I still have all the hard copies of them, but like, you know, the articles from that, you know, that was a lot of fun doing that. Um, for a brief stint, I actually did some articles for Kaijudo on, um, Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro's, whatever you want to call it, their website. So, uh, that was pretty neat as well, but, um, I don't know, I, long story short, because we all know that this isn't a, a short story here. Um, <laughs> it's great. I play a lot of games. I, I love playing games. I have an entire shelf that is just stockpile full of games. Um, it's, it's fun for me, you know, and that's, that's really what this is about. Um, I've had so many people at different events. Uh, they're like, 
<laughs> I mean, I do like to run control decks for those of you who don't know. Um, so I like the long games. I like the grindy back and forth stuff. I don't um, like people like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like the worst type of game to play. When I played my hero and I saw somebody pull out one of the control players, I just groaned, rolled my eyes and be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. Like I, I hate, I hate when it's like that for other people, but you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm here to have fun. And I, the thing is like, people are over here looking at me like I'm, I'm killing puppies and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I swear. I love puppies. Well, you're, you're playing um, a winning strategy. I, I acknowledge yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it's, it's sort of like the whole concept of, um, you know, I guess perspective of, of life or psychology or this or that. It's like, okay, well, you know, I, I want to be successful. You know, I, I want to be the best, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, good old Pokemon would say. Um, but no, I, I, I do want to, you know, continue to do well and do better. Um, and again, there's times I lose and that's okay. You know, the, the idea is you learn something about it. You know, if, if you're not learning, then that's, you know, part of the issue, part of the problem. But I, the issue, I guess, is like, you know, if I run one of these decks, you know, I've had people before, they're just like, oh, I scoop. You're like, oh, you got this. I'm like, you, you don't even want to play, you know, I like, or do anything like that. And, um, you know, that's a little disheartening there, um, which I can tangent into a, a very quick story, very quick. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so there was a time uh, I went to college, uh, uh, Edinburgh, shout out there. Um, and one of the selling points of this was that they had a card store like right there. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, obviously education is important, but I was like, hey, I want to play cards. <laughs> so um, I would go there and it was always so much fun for me. You know, I like it was like Saturday tournaments, uh, you know, like around like you know, noon or something like that. Um, one time I had to, um, I, I was late and I had to literally figure a way to like run around and bypass a parade that was happening around homecoming. I'm like, come on. <laughs> of course. Um, but anyway, so I go to the store and I play Yu-Gi-Oh and, and the people at the store, um, you know, they're like, they didn't abide by the ban restriction list. And, you know, but I did, I'm like, okay, well, you know, look, I'm going to follow this, you know, because I'm preparing, I'm training for, for regionals. I'm training for, you know, the future here. Um, and I want to be, you know, as accurate with my plays as possible. Um, and again, you know, I had a situation happen where, you know, I was winning and I was winning frequently. Um, and, you know, I'm really, really not trying to toot my own horn here, but like it got to the point where they, they literally, they had a wall of like people that won and there was like on the sheets of paper, it was just my name repeating unless I wasn't there for the weekend. Um, and, and, and then at that point I came in one week and the, the owner's son basically told me, he's like, uh, you can't play. <laughs> wow. And I seriously, I was like, wait, what? I like, I felt like that was so unfair um, you know, because I'm trying to, to follow these rules and stuff like that, but I, I'm also trying to win, you know, I'm trying to, and that was really, 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 really sad, you know, because like, again, I play these, yes, because I, I do like to win, I get that, but like, I enjoy it, I have fun, you know, like, I, I just want to 
play these games. I could do this literally all day. I could stay up till, and I have done this before in the past with uh, like my brother. Um, you know, we used to play Yu-Gi-Oh together and uh, you know, I would stay up <laughs> it was one night until like seven in the morning. It was like, we played straight through the entire night. We're just playing you know, like nonstop. Um, and it's because I love the games and, you know, I, I really want to include Lorcana into that, you know, and, um, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. And yeah. Same. So it sounds like basically the decision to play competitively was just like a natural progression for you from, you know, with the, the, the desire to win. Yeah. It's like, I just want to keep seeing how much winning I can do. Uh, yeah. So it I doesn't mean, sound like it wasn't even really difficult to go from just playing at the local store to the tournaments. No, I mean, it, it really was. It was sort of like a natural thing. Like I just, you know, I just played, you know, and I, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, I just, you know, I, I wanted, and that's the thing, I wanted a challenge, you know, like if I'm not struggling, uh, there's at times where I feel like I'm not growing, you know, like, oh, okay, well, if I'm just winning every week, you know, like, what is that doing for me? Okay, well, what can I do differently? Or what can I do to, you know, uh, up my game? Well, you know, perhaps I need to, you know, expand my, my play group or, you know, things like that. You know, <laughs> or like, I do some fun games with people like, oh, yeah, let's play, uh, you know, like two on one or something. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it wouldn't, but... <laughs> It's, uh, it's interesting that you should bring that up because our very next question was, what would you say is the biggest difference in mindset in a casual player versus a competitive mm -hmm. player? So listening to yeah. you speak just there, you're like, I'm constantly asking myself, how can I improve? How can I get better? I've listened to people say after every match, they have a notebook and they'll write down like the turning point or they'll mm -hmm. ask their opponent, like, when did you feel like you won the game or when did you feel like you lost the game? whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah. What else, what else sticks in your mind about what the difference between a casual and a competitive player is as far as mindset? Yeah. Well, well, first of all, those people and, and huge shout out to all you out there that are listening right now. If you are writing things down, if you are actually looking for like personal, like growth and development, you will have it, you know, like you, you have to recognize that, you know, we're not perfect and we are going to mess up. We're going to misplay. Like I have a friend uh, <laughs> who, who just actually vouched for me on one of my, um, you know, other things. Um, and he would always say, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, he always kicks my butt. He always wins. He always does this. I'm like, I, but I don't, you know, there, there have been times where you've beaten me. It's just, they focus on, you know, like, okay, well, they just, you know, the majority of what they've experienced. But like the people that look at the notes, the people that are like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? What can I improve on? Those are the people that you will see at the top tables as long as they are in like applying themselves. Um, I, I think the biggest difference between casual and competitive is that a casual person, they're just, they're here to have fun, uh, which again, competitive people can do too, but casual person doesn't really, you know, <laughs> doesn't necessarily care as much about like, you know, oh yeah, I got to get ready for regionals. I got to get ready for nationals. Um, you know, I need to have every card, every play set, um, you know, things like that. Um, a competitive person is like, obviously they're, they're, they're putting more time into this. Um, maybe they're looking at websites and like, hey, I need to uh, see what people are running. I need to see, you know, like uh, what the top decks are um maybe even card count card ratios 
Um, you know, just what does the meta look like? Um, and stuff like that. Like competitive players have to stay more active. Um, it can be for some of them out there, it can be a full-time job if they really, you know, devote themselves enough to it. Um, but with that being said, you know, again, you know, make sure you got that can of beefaroni. Don't, don't burn yourself out, people. You know, you, you want to take it easy. You got to have breathers. If you are, you know, eat, breathing, sleeping, Lorcana, um, it's going to catch up to you, you know, and. My first experience at a regional tournament, it was in Pasadena, California from My Hero Academia. And I didn't realize going in just how long these were going to be. Yeah. And I think it was a six or seven round match. And after round three, I was just so mentally exhausted. I was like, I I can't go on. It was, it was a serious struggle. So yeah. like you say, um, going into that, practicing it, knowing what to expect is going to be a huge thing. Yeah, and it'll allow you the, the opportunity to not feel as, as stressed out about things, et cetera. Um, you know, speaking of long events, probably the longest, most grueling one that I've ever done. Um, I, I went to a place in Canada. I'm, was it? No, that's uh, Hamilton. Yeah, it was in like Hamilton and like, I think Ontario. Um, and I basically, I had stayed the night with some of these players and I was like geeking out because some of these were like, oh, you know, like uh, world championship level players. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Um, and I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. And then we had to drive basically in the morning to go from this place in New York. So around Buffalo to the rest of the way to Hamilton and it was straight through you know like I, I had never driven this before um I, I was already running low on sleep I probably didn't eat probably didn't you know drink a lot of you know fluids um and this event was at least nine rounds um and man I was I was done after this but the thing is I couldn't be because guess what I had to drive all the way back home which was like a three four hour drive um, and it didn't help my friend at the time, uh, they fell asleep. So <laughs> I'm over here like struggling, you know, like, look, you know, don't, don't do that guys. You know, like, you know, if you need to get a hotel or if you need to take a breather, you need to take a break, do it because you're going to end up like going off the road or hitting a deer, uh, or, or something worse, you know, like the only deer we should be hitting is Bambi's. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, um, so you've already offered the uh, beefaroni and the uh, don't don't play tired. Uh, what are some other things or one significant thing that you know now in organized play that you wish you had known from the beginning? Honestly, probably the biggest difference is just the access to technology that we have now. Um, you know, when I first started into this stuff, you know, like the Internet was, <laughs> was very new, you know, like, I mean, it, it wasn't reliable. Uh, you know, like I remember sitting at uh, school, like busting out my PSP, trying to connect to the Wi-Fi. Uh, I'm like, oh, maybe I can look at this site today. Uh, <laughs> I had the dial-up tone in my head, you know, nonstop. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we don't have the, we didn't have the technology we have today. And because of that, you had to do a lot more either research or play testing, or if you go to a bunch of different tournaments, 
you maybe hope that that's the kind of environment you're going to come against. Um, but the thing is, like back then, you couldn't really prepare as much. You know, I went down to this tournament in, um, uh, it was in New Jersey at one point. Um, and basically in that moment, uh, somebody brought this whole new deck type that nobody had ever seen. And that's where goat control uh, for those Yu-Gi-Oh listeners here, uh, you know, that's where it spawned. It was like, I, I had no idea how to combat it. I was trying to beat it the best I could. And it was just no. Um, but with that being said, technology, utilize it, um, you know, look into it, uh, you know, for like different games, they're going to have, you know, these people putting these things together, uh, you know, like websites, resources, uh, use them to the best of your ability, you know, talk to people, you know, like, look, um, we may not agree on, you know, different types of play or styles or the future of Lorcana, et cetera, but that's okay. You know, that, that's one of the reasons we're, we're here is to talk about, um, you know, our differences, you know, to talk about, and, and like, maybe we can learn something from each other. Maybe we can, you know, uh, grow and, and things like that, you know? So yeah, that, that's what I would say. Well, another thing that has helped me when I got into My Hero was there are a lot of players, including top players, that will stream on Twitch. And they'll stream either like their cards and their opponent is streaming their cards or they'll stream on tabletop ser service or something mm. like that. My one wish, though, is that you could see their hand because if you're able to see their hand and then you saw how they play, you could be like, okay, they had their hand and they made this play. This is why they made it. But just being able to watch some of the top players play uh, was was huge. And a lot of times they're giving their stream of consciousness, like this is why I did this. This is why I did that. Having that level of analysis was super helpful for me. And I'm not here to say that I ever got really good at my hero. <laughs> so but for me as a new player, that's something that I took a lot in. And you can pretty much get unlimited amount of streams. And I'm sure Lorcana will be the same way. There are people all the time saying, I plan on streaming Lorcana. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, Mark, is you have a very busy life between working, you have a family, including a child, right? Yeah, yeah, last um, I checked. <laughs> how do you fit in? And and now, and we're going to talk about this later, but you just even became certified to be a coach for the One Piece on Medify. I think that's how you pronounce it. So how do you fit in the time to stay competitive? How do you fit in the time to to play? Yeah, yeah. So um, first of all, just a, a clarification here. Um, so I am in the process right now on Medify to um, basically oh, okay. be approved. Um, so I'm, I'm being reviewed right now. Um, it's actually, the whole situation is really funny, but like, um, but that, that's a whole other side thing, but no, the, the thing is, I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, and you know, I make it a point, you know, the same way with the beefaroni there, you know, you have to set time aside to do something for yourself. You know, you, you have to make sure you're doing something for yourself because if you don't, you get to the point where you're burnout or, you know, you're, you're exhausted, or you get frustrated, or, you know, things like that, you, you need some me time, and that's okay. Um, so what I'll do, you know, um, I, I make it a point, I talk with my wife, um, you know, that's, that's a big thing, you know, and I, I'll say that for anybody that's in a relationship here, communication's key, you know, um, if you want to do something, talk about it, you know, communicate about it. Um, 
I understand, obviously, my son, he usually goes to bed uh, between, you know, lately it's been different, but like, you know, about 8.30ish is usually his bedtime. So, you know, anytime after that, I'm good to go. Uh, but there's other things happening like, okay, well, you know, this is a great time to spend time with, uh, you know, my wife or, you know, if I had paperwork or something like that, I need to do, um, yeah. Cause again, I, you know, I, I work a full-time job too. Um, and it's, it, you know, it, it really is just about trying to find the balance between it all. Um, but communication is a big part of it. Um, you know, I encourage her to, I'm like, you know, Hey, if you want to go do something, you know, go do it. Um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to watch the kiddo while you go do this or that. Um, it, it really is. It's, it, there's obviously, you know, compromise and everything. Um, but more or less, you know, just talk about it, communicate, figure things out, make a schedule, make a plan. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, typically for me right now, um, if I were to do one piece, uh, they have events, uh, firing off at, uh, one of my, I guess you can call them locals uh on friday nights um so it's basically like okay well i'll head out there friday night and i mean by that point maybe you'll have you know like my, my wife or uh maybe even my mom stop out and help out you know if, if needed um but you know i'll go out and then um you know I'll play and then i sort of get a little bit of my fix in or you know you can take some time and you know obviously use this thing called discord uh you know it's been super handy um i picked up a uh uh, right before Digimon Nationals, I had picked up, uh, you know, like a, a new camera and, um, you know, so I could basically position it so I could see my hand. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my opponents could see my hand, right? No, uh, so you could see like my cards. Um, and <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, being able to play on there is great. If you have Tabletop Simulator, that's also another great thing. Um, some of my, uh, you know, uh, friends and colleagues, uh, they have this other thing they use called cockatrice that's, you can use magic or kaijudo and you can play this and you can watch your replays at a future time and, and see the hands and all this other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it really is just about, you know, trying to find a balance with things, making it a point to schedule things, uh, even if it's just once a week, you know, um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Um the nice thing about like discord when I was playing my hero because it's people from all around the world. So I'm a morning person. I usually get up between four and five in the morning. Oh. Um, but there are people at somewhere around the world who are up at that time. So I could get a game in at that time, but I know yeah. not everybody's like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. So I'm like, I'm trying to do the math here. I'm like, you're like, Oh, four or five in the morning. I'm like, like what time is that over here i'm like oh man um <laughs> yeah i am not Anyways, a night person i struggle I, i'm the i'm the other way around here you know i will sit here and I, i'll be up till you know one two maybe later depending on how down the rabbit hole i go with either uh my my games i play or whatever um but mornings whew, no no thank you <laughs> okay so let's move on to the next part where we talk about preparing for tournaments and a year experience with competitive play, which we've covered a lot of. I don't think something we've asked is how do you prepare for a big tournament? So assuming you've practiced and you have all the preparations, what, what do you do to prepare for a big tournament? Yeah. I mean, essentially it, it kind of gets into the stuff we've, we've kind of mentioned, um, you know, 
you just making sure that you have everything good to go. You know, you want to make sure, like if it's a, if it's a large tournament, uh, you know, that's one thing. If you're talking like locals, um, you know, just more or less, just make sure you're comfortable with whatever deck that you're using. Um, you know, so that way when it comes time, when it comes time to play, you're not like making misplays left and right or having to read all of your cards. Like, um, you should be able to recognize what a card is and what a card does just by looking at it. Um, if you're not at that point, it doesn't mean that you're a bad player, but it does mean you need to maybe take some more time to get more comfortable with that deck. Yeah. Um, because I'll be honest with you. Um, I personally believe that you are going to do better with a deck you're more comfortable with than a deck you've never seen a day in your life. Um, and, you know, you're going to fall into some pitfalls here. You're like, I mean, you could have the best cards, you know, for sure. But you, if you don't know how to play those cards, right? You know, like Yu-Gi-Oh! people over here, like, oh, what's this pot of gray delinquent duo, Graceful Charity? Um, let me just uh, play the Graceful Charity, draw these cards, and let me discard the pot of greed and discard this. Like, um, <laughs> you know, like you can have the cards, but, you know, it, it comes down to the knowledge and the understanding. Um, so that, that's what I would say. I mean, you really just need to be ready and be prepared for that in that way. Um, you know, if you know kind of what the meta is, like I mentioned earlier, that's that's a key point too. Um, you know, like look around, you know, like look in the sites, look at, you know, what people are playing. Um, if you've seen tournaments happening, um, you know, keep track of that stuff. See what's in the top tables, like every time see, like, is there something different here? Is this the same? Is there a pattern, you know, like, oh, okay, well, like even in like one piece right now, it's like there's there's still a, a variety of decks that people are running, but you know, hey, you know, red's a good color right now, you know, if you like to smash face and stuff. Um, but that's not what I do, you know, and and that that's that's the thing too that I, again kind of puts me back to that uh difference is um you know, I, I do, I, I don't want to say I'm a, a, a one deck pony or one trick pony like type of thing, but I do like my, my pet decks, you know, um, in Kaijudo, it was the, the queen Kalima deck. And basically it was like an all purple and uh, yellow deck. So it was like, it, if the colors are similar, you'll see me using that stuff, but I, I love, you know, destruction effects and, and, and discarding cards and all the stuff like that. And uh, it, that's what that deck did. And um you know the it, it, it solved a big problem in the meta and and that's actually there was one day uh, and another tangent i'm sorry uh there was one day at a tournament one of the the best players in the game uh good old uh, uh bobby break uh he was running this deck and i just i have a picture of this it is so ridiculous i'll show you guys later but he literally had a full board of all these creatures and these creatures were ginormous, you know, basically in Lorcana, think of it like, okay, they were like, you know, Maleficent. Maleficent. Every card was Maleficent, <laughs> you know, like they're giant. Um, and they basically said, you can't target me. So there was no way to destroy them through natural means. It's just like, okay. So I looked at that board state. I'm like, okay, well, how do you deal with this? And I remembered the people created this other card that says basically, hey, play this card. You reveal the top three cards of your deck. If they're all purple, um, you your opponent has to sacrifice a card for each purple card that's revealed. So they have to sacrifice basically up to three cards. And if all they had were those three, like those three cards were those big boys on the board, 
um, they had to get rid of them because even though they couldn't be targeted, they could still be sacrificed by that player. So that sort of spawned this whole thing. And, uh, uh, you know, like it got to the point where, you know, people were <laughs> at one point net decking me. Um, it was very surreal, you know, kind of getting to that point, like, you know, people are actually net decking me or, you know, like one of the, the other biggest things was somebody came up to me one time and one of the cards in the deck that I'd used was called, ironically, uh, Mark of Kalima. And uh, so they're like, hey, can you sign this for me? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you want me to sign a card for you? I'm like, wow, that's this is really kind of cool. Um, so then I started carrying around Sharpies with me because they weren't the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember in one of our conversations, and, and for those of you who don't know what the term net deck means, it means you go online and find a deck list of a deck that somebody's run at a tournament that's won or is a real meta type deck. But in one of the conversations we had offline, you said that you had built a deck and the very next day, somebody net decked you. So is this the experience that you're talking about? Yes and no. Um, people net decked uh, my deck in more than one occasion. Um, but there was the one instance where I had won an event. Uh, this was the one in Monroeville. So I just won this championship event. Uh, or or I, I, I don't know, like all these things blur together, honestly. But like, so I won this event. The next day, some guy comes over here and I'm playing him and he he charges or he, he puts a mana in his mana zone, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm like, hey, that looks familiar. And um, he literally tells me, he's like, oh man, he's like, I'm using your deck from yesterday. <laughs> because they published the information, like, you know, at the end of the event, I'm like, oh, well, thankfully in that situation, I had made some adjustments to my deck and I made some, you know, slight altercations. I'm like, let me try this, let me do this. Um, and I was able to come out on top of that, but it was really cool to see, you know, like that people like the deck so much that they're like, you know, I'm going to take this, I'm going to try to win with this. And, um, and it was very flattering, you know, like, not that I need all this stuff to go to my head. I really don't, but like, it was pretty cool. Um, and there were other people that started running, you know, the, the Kalima decks and, uh, it really took off. And I, again, I, I feel like the, the nice sort of like final farewell, to like that whole situation was again that in the finals uh i was able to take that deck there every deck in the top eight was either an aggro deck or some kind of tempo deck or rush deck or something like that mine was like literally the only control deck in there um and nice. you know i had to gruel through all these rounds and then and, and all this other stuff but um that's the thing like i will i will use a deck and I will find ways to make it better so that it can adapt to the meta because I like it, you know, not because it's necessarily the best deck. Sometimes I have to make adjustments for the meta. Sure. Uh, but I like, I, I like playing my cards. It, like, for example, if I like Aladdin, I'm going to run Aladdin. Uh, but it, I don't know. It has to have the flavor too, you know, like, it, but yeah. So when you're at uh, one of these tournaments, like currently you're playing one piece, as you mentioned, uh, I mean, you've already talked about like kind of like preparing and all that, but what is like the process of going through the tournament? Like, mm. you know, what's the steps you do as you go through the tournament? Yeah, I mean, you know, essentially, um, you know, like once you're at the tournament, I mean, you, you obviously make sure you register ahead of time. Um, it just makes it easier for everybody. 
Um, and that way you don't have to like scramble to do this stuff. Um, I'm not the, the, the perfect person whenever it comes to like if one of these events are like, oh, you need a deck list for this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, that's another thing I'd encourage people. If you need a deck list at an event, do it beforehand. You know, be, be comfortable, be confident with yourself. Make sure you, you have that set up. Um, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I have a habit of, of holding off on that because I'm always like, oh, but what if I change this card? <laughs> or what if I use this? I'm like, I'm like, I don't like the finality of a deck list. Come on. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, if that's a thing, um, otherwise, you know, you go in there, um, again, mindset of look, you know, try to have fun with this, you know, be a good sport. Um, you know, if the person doesn't want to shake your hand or say GG or this or that, that's fine. Look, you know, be respectful. Um, but you know, talk with them, you know, I mean, this is meant to be a fun thing, you know, I'm not going to sit here with like these blinders on, like I'm playing against myself today. Um, no, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, talk with them, have fun. Um, you know, probably one of the big things is, uh, and I've had this happen and I've had it be relevant. And here's a little, uh, little tidbit of, of, of knowledge that I feel like can go a long way is even if you've lost by all intents and purposes, um, I'm in the mindset of don't give up, you know? Um, and there are people that will be like, oh no, you should scoop and just move on to the next game. Um, you could, if you really want to, if you know, like, look, I need to, to try to finish this game out as quickly as possible, you know, for a chance, because there's no way I'm going to win this one at the state I'm in. Okay. Um, but what I'm trying to say is like, if you're in a situation and your opponent knows that you've given up, then you've lost. But if you are standing there, you're sitting there and in your mind, you're like, oh no, <laughs> like I'm done. This guy's got me. Um, but you don't let that show, you know, you got to pull an Elsa here, you know? Um, and, and with that being said, it's like, okay, well, if they don't know that you're going to lose, then they change their mind. They change their strategy. And maybe because I left up so much mana or, or Dawn or, or whatever, they think I have certain cards in my hand that I don't, you know, like it, it really is like the, the poker mentality. It's like, okay, well, am I bluffing? Am I not? But at the end of the day, I'm going to keep the poker face on because look, I need to remain confident because that is an opportunity. You know, I could end up losing, but it's a could, you know, it, it's different from I'm absolutely losing, you know? Um, so, and it has mattered. It, it literally has mattered. I have played games and I legitimately, um, I should have lost if they would have seen the play or if they would have maybe even thought just a little bit differently. I should have by all means lost. Um, but because they played differently, I was able to come out on top and win that game. And then, you know, either, you know, win or get the top positions in these tournaments. Um, I, I, like, again, I mean, in terms of one piece right now, I, like, I think the largest one we've played in uh, we had like 25 or, or so players, which again is, is decent size for a local for sure. You know um, you know, but like, we haven't really gotten to that point of like these, these large scale events just yet, but as time goes on, it really comes down to the same process and you have to be uh, you know, like mentally prepared for this kind of stuff. You know, if you've never, again, if you've never played more than seven rounds, you got to be ready for that. 
you know, like um, you need to make sure your, your body and your mind are taken care of. But anyways, that, that's sort of like my mindset when it comes into these games here. No, that's great. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask you to share a highlight from your competitive play. You've shared a lot with us. So what I want to ask you instead is what does it feel like when you win a tournament? What is it? What is that feeling when you know that you have the winning play in your hand? Yeah. I mean, again, I, I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say that, you know, everybody knows that feeling. Um, but I understand that maybe some people don't, you know, and, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a really, really good feeling. Um, you know, it, it's not the only reason, obviously, but it is one of the reasons I continue to play is like, look, you know, um, it's exciting. You know, it's like, oh, you know, all my work paid off or like, I, I feel good about myself. You know, um, it, it's, it's a little bit of a self-esteem boost. So um, like a rush, are you giddy? <laughs> all of the above, all <laughs> the above. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here necessarily trying to, to, to flaunt it or things like that, but I do, I do like to share it with some people. Um, I, I, it was like, after the one piece event, I was like, you know, I, I messaged you. I'm like, Hey man, yeah, I got this. I'm like, it, it was exciting. You know, I, I, I want to, you know, like share that with people. I want to enjoy the game. And, you know, that's a part of that, you know, and I understand again, look, I don't win every time I, um, you know, I don't top every single time. Um, although, if you play well, you should do rather well overall. Um, but yeah, it's just exciting. It's fun. You know, it's like, you feel good about yourself. Um, you want to play more. It's, it's honestly, I mean, getting to the psychology of it, it's, it's that dopamine hit, you know, you, you get a little bit of reward, you know, for doing something, you want to do it again. You know, it, it's just, that's how the mind works. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, I think you shared with uh, Jared uh, offline that you were a beta tester for Kaijudo. And yeah, which was pretty cool. Uh, can yeah. Share, um, can you share with us how, like, how that happened and what it was like being like inside the game that you yeah. eventually like were or were already a part of? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, I don't just to be clear, like we say beta tester. Um, so I wasn't like one of the original, original, uh, you know, like the game had already come out. Right. Um, and basically, um, the wizards of the coast at the time, uh, they, and, and this is exactly, exactly what Lorcan is doing right now. So, um, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, look, look, look forward to maybe something like this. Um, they keep a very close eye on everything. You know, like I joke around, you know, like they're posting like the memes of like, we're always watching, you know, or, or things like that. They, they really are like everything that we're doing, we're posting about on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, you know, all that stuff. They are watching. Um, so definitely be aware of that, you know, like, <laughs> you know, be aware, um, you know, like, okay. With that being said, um, one of the cool things about it is they were sort of keeping an eye on, on me and, and my interactions. And um, at one point I had taken a trip down, I live in Pennsylvania. I'd taken a trip down to Texas uh, for one of the championship events uh, in that area. And so I was like one of the people I had traveled you know, the furthest to this. I, I normally don't take planes to fly for card games, you know, unless, <laughs> you know, um, but so I went down there and I, I played in this event and unfortunately I had one of those sad moments again, where I, uh, 
I basically, I was in the top cut. I was literally, I think it was like in second or third place. Um, and then the last round I lost and I got pushed to ninth. Oh. Um, and that was like super unfortunate because again, I was on my Kalima deck, you know? And uh, anyways, so I was like really bummed about that, but then they're like, they, they called up some people. They're like, hey, yeah, we wanna, we basically give out these awards to people uh, for being, you know, positive members and pillars of the community. Um, and they basically gave us, I, I still have this stuff now, but like they gave us this big art print and it had all of the R and D people. They had signed this. It's, it's super sweet. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's so cool. Um, also interesting to know that, you know, Ryan Miller's signature has changed since those days. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, but, uh, with that being said, uh, they also gave me an iPad. So that was cool. Uh, so everyone's telling me like, oh, you already won this thing. And like, even though you didn't win, you, you won. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. And then uh, fast forward a little while later, uh, I basically get a, an email or a notification um, and I get connected with like the, the, the brand people, the managers and all this other stuff. And uh, they're like, hey, yeah, we want to do a, a call with you and some of the other guys here. Um, and so they, they got us on this call. And uh, they basically told us like, hey, um, we want you to fly out to Wizards of the Coast headquarters. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, um, and they're basically saying like, hey, you know what? Yeah, uh, we, we basically, they've been keeping an eye on things and they want to basically have an entire weekend with us where it's like, hey, we want to show you the game. We want to talk to you about the game. We want to play tests. We want to, you know, everything and they're like you know what um we just basically need this information obviously you're going to sign an nda so you know you're not going to talk about things um and so on and so forth and uh i was like i was so on board i was so psyched i'm like i have to figure things out with work i need to get this time off <laughs> um and uh so we we ended up flying out there they they covered everything they covered the flight they covered the hotel they covered our meals wow. uh like literally everything um and it wasn't like you know they're no offense to spirit but you know i mean <laughs> they, they gave us a really good airline you know like it was like you know it had tvs i could watch and all this stuff i'm like okay this is cool um so yeah you know like, <laughs> like jared like be ready because uh you know they might be coming for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but anyway so we went out there and you know we got picked up and um you know they did the introductions and you know by the time we got settled in, it was like, we, we have to basically get around for bed, whatever. Uh, but uh, so the, the next day, like bright and early, we got up, we, we went over, you know, like numbers of stuff. We talked about like how the game's doing. Unfortunately, you know, apparently we didn't have the right numbers that we were looking for because the game later on late to that year uh, ended up like, you know, it's final days. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know, we, we got to test the game. Uh, there was like, again, sets that they had just been working on. Uh, they had shown us like some of these like really powerful cards that were coming out in like, uh, you know, five months from now, six months from now. Um, and one of the biggest things they told us at the time, uh, we were switching to a rotation format. Um, so that was kind of a big deal. Uh, so they basically said, hey, yeah, we're gonna reprint all this stuff. We're changing the pack size. You know, we went from 12 cards up to, you know, 15, 
Um, so they 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 had draft in mind with this. Um, I, I I don't think Lorcana's going that route just yet, uh, but we'll see. Especially since if we, I don't know the whole resource system, but and I digress. Um, so yeah, we we got to literally sit down at this big giant table. You know, this it was like <laughs> I don't know. It was it was really cool. So big giant table. They gave us these cards, and these cards had these stickers on them. So they didn't have the finalized versions of things. But they had the stickers and they had the effects on these things. I'm reading these things. I'm like trying to keep up, and they they obviously they had they had their inside joke terms and things like that for certain names of cards and um, you know like there was like uh, in a card it, it one of the cards in the game was called uh, Giga Stand uh, and back in the day it was like oh it attacks you discard a card well they they're like oh this does something similar but it's bigger so let's call it Giga Sit. You know, uh, so like they, they have their little cute like pet names of cards before they come out to development. Um, and uh, so, I mean, that, that was a thing. But like <laughs> at one point I looked at a card that I had that they had given me to play with. And I'm like, you, you're literally just put a sticker on top of my favorite card. <laughs> like it's just, it's like it's foiled out and everything. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's just a giant sticker on there. It's like it's expendable. No we have deal. tons of them. No big deal. No big deal. Um, but, you know, being able to see, you know, kind of the future of the game, uh, even for, you know, the, the amount of time we had it, it was really, really cool. Um, we got to try different formats of things that they were going to be releasing. Um, there's actually a video still up actually on YouTube uh, about sort of my experience with it, where we talked about, um, you know, like introducing Booster Draft and Booster Brawl and all this other stuff. Um, and one of the one of the guys there from R and D actually, uh, they, they, they put my face on like one of their, they, they did like a sales pitch or something like that, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna put this here, and I'm gonna use this on my portfolio. I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I guess I signed that part in the NDA. I don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went there. Um, I did meet uh, Steve Warner at that point. Uh, Ryan Miller actually wasn't there at that time, but I did, mm -hmm. you know, have future interactions with them. Um, and just for general purpose and knowledge here, if you guys haven't talked with, you know, uh, Ryan, uh, he is a great guy. Uh, he's super funny. Uh, he actually for a while had his own comedy troupe that he was involved in. Um, and like he was, I think that weekend he was actually like performing there or something, but not at Wizards of the Coast, but his own place. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that like? Like, what what was your I mean you have a favorable impression of Ryan but is there any story that sticks out to you any interaction with Steve yeah, well, or Ryan I'm, well I mean just in general I mean these guys they they well it, Ryan specifically was definitely a who like I mean he he <laughs> he's the type of guy that was like the you know the life of the party you know like um the, for those of you who don't know um like seriously type in uh I don't know, like Ryan Miller Kaijudo reveal or something like that, or go to Wizards Kaijudo uh, or something on YouTube. And uh, he does these reveals and he is, he's so much energy. Um, and he, he's, he's a big guy too, <laughs> like to contain all that energy. He's, he's like six, four, six, five or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, as a, like Steve Warner, I mean, he's uh, from my experience, I mean, he's definitely a little bit of a, you know, quieter individual, uh, but you know, he was one of the people and I, I make it a point to note this. Uh, he was one of the people that designed and created 
probably one of the most broken cards in the Kaijudo game. Uh, so be ready, people, Larkana. Noted. Um, <laughs> um, and I mean, honestly, I mean, it's just, it was a really solid card. It, the card basically said, you play this card, it, it costs like nine. So it was hefty at that point, um, but it costs nine. And when you played it, you gained two shields. So you gained two life back. And again, like I mentioned earlier, if you have life, uh, that can be more resources and more effects because you can trigger them off of your attacks. Um, and on top of that too, when somebody would go to attack you, they had to tap one of their other creatures or in this case, exerts or, you know, things like that. We, you know, we all went out to dinner, you know, we had multiple, multiple meals. At one point there was this uh, big giant, like a brownie cake thing that we had. And there was like this giant uh, thing of ice cream on top. It looked like a snowman, um, you know, and I don't know. It was just, off. it really was, the whole experience was amazing. You know, there's not one specific thing that I can really, you know, like key up to them specifically, but it, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, and they had a few people there at like the, the R&D place that, um, they they snuck in into like the show at one point because they had a kaiju had a, a tv show and there was one guy i think his name uh, was carl spang or span um and he did a voice for one of the characters and i'm like oh that's kind of neat um i got like a card from him and um yeah and then as time progressed too you know we aside from this they would bring some of the artists to like national events um so they they would bring them there you could get their artwork you could get them to commission stuff for you there potentially you get them to sign your stuff so that was you know that was also pretty cool but um you know we got to leave with a lot of swag uh i got a uh it's it's floating around here somewhere uh i got a, an art of like my specific card uh, one of the other guys got a basically a meme card uh <laughs> giant that's what I'll be crab <laughs> That's um, interesting. It, seriously, it it was it was an amazing opportunity. Um, it really was like, in terms of like highlights of not only you know like my card game career, uh, but like life career. You know, like uh, there is obviously the birth of my son. Uh, there was uh, me getting married, uh, Kai Judo, and not necessarily in those orders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kid, I kid, but uh, no, I mean, seriously, it was amazing. I would, I literally, I could stay there. I could just do play testing all day, you know, talk about things. Um, I, I know um, one of the, I'm not sure if it was Cassidy or not, but like one of them uh, posted on Twitter. They're like, oh yeah, you know, play card games. They said, you know, do this, you know, it'll be fun. They said, I mean, look, I know there's paperwork and I know there's like things you have to keep hush hush, but like, it's a lot of fun. You know, um, my little sample of it, it was amazing. Um, if I could get into that kind of stuff, I would. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that the creation of a thing is, you know, if you're involved in that, there's especially something you enjoy and, and are, have a passion for doesn't sound like work, <laughs> even oh, if no. there is paperwork. Yeah. I've actually, um, a complete side note, I, I was working on uh, creating uh, my own card game. Um, it's in. It is is a process. It really is. Um, uh, it's sort of like right now. I'm trying to get things in design in terms of like you know like putting it, trying to do the arts and all. Like I'm not an artist, 
you know, so I'm probably going to have to at some point shell out <laughs> like all this money to figure all that out. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've made over a couple hundred cards for this game and it's just, I don't know, it's just like creating the stuff, you know, being involved in that. It's, it's, it's awesome. It really is. So we're going to bring this all the way back around to Lorcana and we could probably do many more hours on Lorcana theories, but generally speaking, what are your thoughts on Lorcana? Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it, you know, and I, 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 there's a part of me that's like, well, I still don't know what to think about it because we really don't know everything, you know, it's, it's really up in the air. And I will say this, I, I feel like no matter what, it's definitely going to be a game that I'm interested in because first of all, it's a card game, it's collectible, it's, it's, and, and I mean, you know, Ravensburger, Robinsburger, whatever you want to say it. Um, I mean, I enjoy their games. Um, you know, I, I definitely enjoy like the, the villainous games um, and, and things like that. Um, and they have this one game that's really difficult. It's, it's like a puzzle. Um, it, it is a puzzle, never mind. Um, but <laughs> no, um, no, seriously, I, I love their I love their stuff. So like, no matter what, I think this game is going to continue to be around for a while. Um, I, I'm really hopeful that the game mechanics are are you know solid and they're fun and they're enjoyable and if i want to play a control deck that i can um <laughs> so that one day i can sit across the table from you know jared over here and and, and hopefully not make him quit um uh, but at least make him cry a little bit right i mean as long as they're good tears you know <laughs> no 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 I'll, I'll be better spirits about it <laughs> so I mean, you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but we were thinking about what Lorcana has to do to survive long-term. You talked about uh, unique game mechanics. It has to do something to set itself apart from the big three. Um, but but what else do you think Lorcana has to do to be the next Magic or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the big thing here, um, you know, obviously is marketing. Um, I've seen so many situations with other games where they failed because of the lack of marketing, um, Kaijudo being one of them. Um, you know, Kaijudo came out, they had a really, really cheesy, um, you know, like commercial and you can still watch it on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I've seen a couple, I'll say a couple of kids around the table like, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> um, well, and the Kaijudo I mean, anime wasn't especially popular here in America either. I don't think that helped. No, the, no. the so, Disney IP is super strong. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Now, with I'm jumping back just a little bit to as a, as a counterpoint here. Um, with um, Kaijudo and the TV show they came out with, yes, that's getting some advertising out there for the name Kaijudo. But the problem with that is they didn't, you know, like connect that to the card game in any way. You know, they weren't like, oh, you know, at the, at the beginning or at the end or, or something like, hey, we have a card game. Come check this out uh, or, you know, you know, check out more information on this uh, website. Like there was none of that. And to make things worse, they basically, um, you know, put it on a network, uh, the hub, uh, which not a lot of people had access to, um, you know, and I don't I'll be honest with you. I don't even know if like. I have access to it right now. You know, That's like, my first time I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But see, the Disney, I mean, they've got a lot going for them. Now, to be very clear, this is Disney Lorcana. However, this is still 
you know, Robinsberger, Ravensburger, um, yeah. you know, doing this. Um, so, you know, much like Wizards of the Coast brought us Kaijudo, it's Hasbro that's sort of pulling the strings in a, in a roundabout way, though, you know, in terms of like, you know, what they say is, is going to be going. Um, at least that's my understanding. Because like with Kaijudo, um, Wizards had wanted the game to continue. But my understanding is Hasbro was like, no, you're not meeting the quota. You're not meeting our expectations, our standards. So we have to basically count our losses. Um, and I will say this, they did a lot for the community. Uh, and it was, it was amazing. Um, you know, I didn't even talk about this, but, um, you know, if they had these events called KMCs and if you want a KMC, you got an invite, but for some of these events that they didn't just do that. They're like, Hey, we're going to give you a flight. So not only, and, and on top of this too, <laughs> like, okay, so they give me a flight basically. So one, one, uh, national type event was in Washington. Another one was in, um, they did two in Washington. There was one in Texas and then there was one in Rhode Island. So they flew people here. And at one point there was some guy who went on vacation and was in Ireland. They flew him from Ireland to Washington or, sure. or, or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> they're fronting like, you know, a, a grand or two of a bill here. Um, but they also gave some really cool things. I'm actually, I, I know the, you know, the, the viewers can't see this. Um, but they they gave us these really sweet like messenger bags nice um if you want to if you want to have an idea of what they look like you know people listening um just type in timbuktu uh messenger bag and um you kind of have an idea um but they were super sweet you know like um they gave out all this other swag like i have like a hat of each color um you know like different civilizations uh for kaijudo um they gave out patches if you wanted to like put things on you or <laughs> other people i don't know um <laughs> you know like they gave out deck boxes and things like that and uh sleeves etc there was so much cool stuff and then um they gave out art like there was and, and i really i really hope that they do this for this game um but they had on the big events they had a thing called a prize wall and i think magic did this as well at one point but i actually think they took this from kaijudo um and they basically you went to the event if you won different things throughout the day you got points and you could cash these points in uh throughout the day to get you know again art or product or you know well, different cool. items yeah it was it was a lot of fun and you know like just seeing like okay what am i gonna get you know like oh they have a starter deck there i, I need one of those or you're like oh yeah they've got this giant card like literally you know it's it's as tall as i am or I'm exaggerating. Uh, it, was, it was probably like three, three or four feet tall, um, but it was a full giant size card. So, you know, like you think Hades is big now, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> we had mentioned this at the beginning, how you're going through the certification process to train for, uh, to be a, a trainer for One Piece. And so just so people have that link, because hopefully by the time this goes live, goes live on Friday, You'll okay. be through that process. So it's metafy, M-E-T-A-F-Y dot G-G slash at Rejinku. Is that how you say it? Um, so it's, think of it kind of like a, almost like a French type thing, like Rajin. Oh, Rajinku. <laughs> the Jin. R-A-I-J-I-N-K-U. Rajinku. Okay. You're, you're, I've been you're saying it wrong this person, whole man. time. 
it's like okay. with knives i thought his name was neves until i heard him say knives well, he didn't have the k there so right <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what you get when you're a pigeon putting in your name into like the, the <laughs> tablet like oh yeah anyway we sure do appreciate you coming on and sharing man you had so many cool stories and it's just been fun to hear all of them yeah yeah, well, yeah it's someone... fun to talk about them and, and relive them again you know yeah, as someone yeah. who hasn't played a trading card game in uh, over 20 years now, I mean, my last trading card game was uh, Marvel Overpower and uh, Babylon 5 and I think a little bit of Dune, <laughs> which okay. was okay. late 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice uh, hearing about all the, I mean, so many games and hearing all the stories about stuff. And I'm hoping to, to you know, have some fun doing the same thing coming up with Workana. If you liked what you heard, Click like, subscribe, and you can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast. James, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Dan Regal or check out geekshotphoto.com for uh, links for social media and everything for my wife and I. And Mark, where can we find you online? Uh, well, I mean, I do have a YouTube. Uh, you just type in Raijinku, which I know is, is so fun to spell. R-A-I-J-I-N-K-U. Or just type in Mark Wooden, uh, W-O-O-D-I-N. Um, and uh, you, you can probably find me that way too. Um, but Raijinku is my handle basically for all online platforms. So uh, if you ever see that name, it, it is me because there's nobody else that <laughs> has that tag. There. Right. So everybody uh, have a great evening. Yes, and we'll see you next time. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.